0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. I like to share a story. Um, you know, in my family, we have this thing going on with the brothers, and it's probably a genetic thing that that uh, we have. Um, we're scanners. They call us. They call us scanners. You know, everybody knows us as scanners, and that means that we're not very good at. Uh, we're always multitasking and thinking a lot, uh, about a, a lot of different things, and we lose focus and we get distracted. But I have a brother that, you know, he's, he's like a super scanner. He takes the cake. He's the winner. He's the gold medal winner. And I want to share a story about him. You know, he's, uh, he's my brother Pedro, and he's an incredible brother, generous, good-hearted. And one of the reasons that I am in, in, uh, and the success that I've had in the business is because he mentored me. And we got to, we worked together for 22 years, and we traveled all over, and and in one one of the trips, we went down to see some farmers in Mexico. And uh, we get to the hotel that night, we have dinner, we go to bed, and it it was Pedro, Antonio, and myself. Antonio is my cousin, and I purposely, you know, make Pedro and Antonio room together, and I get a room by myself. (laughs) Uh, That's a boundary that I put. So... We go to dinner in the morning. We have breakfast, and Pedro comes to the room. We we go back to the room, and Pedro asks Antonio, "Antonio, can I borrow your toothpaste again? You know, because uh, I used it last night." And says, "Pedro, I didn't I didn't bring any. Uh, let's go to the store and get one because I forgot it." And, and Pedro says, "What do you mean you didn't you didn't bring any? I looked into your toiletry bag yesterday, and I pulled it out last night, and I brushed my teeth." And Antonio said, "Pedro, you used the tube that was in the my toiletry bag." Yes, that was athlete's food cream, Pedro. And he says and Pedro goes, "Oh my god, no wonder it tasted horrible." He says, "I thought it was for sensitive gums or something. It was so bad." No. But but seriously, you know, we're it's a, we're very distracted and sometimes we, you know, we get uh we can lose our focus, but uh, God doesn't want us to lose our focus. God doesn't want us to be distracted. God wants us to to really pay attention in how we're living our lives and what we're doing and how we're going about our days and how we're leading our families and how we're we're uh, being a people of integrity at work. God really wants us to pay attention to everything that we're doing because that's the way God is. And uh, in Ephesians uh five fifteen through 17, it says... So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Another version says don't live like unwise, but like wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And, and what, what the, the Apostle Paul is telling the church at Ephesus is, is, is saying be careful. Another translation says pay close attention to at how you live. And it says, don't live like fools. Don't get distracted by the things that are around you. Don't get distracted by the world. You know, be, be paying attention to where God wants you to go because God always is leading you somewhere. And, um, and he says, make the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. You know what? Purpose your days. You know, there's, there's, there's a saying that says uh, a wise man plots his course. You know, purpose today. Pay attention. So he's taking us into really opening our eyes that God is serious. Okay, God, and, and our walk should be serious, and we should pay close attention. Then he says, uh, "Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do." And and it says, "Or what?" So you can know the will of God for your life. And not only not only to know, but to understand, because it's a big difference just to know and to understand. We we can know something, but. But we can choose not to live it or not to understand, and that he's he's making a very clear distinction. And uh, in, in the King James Version, it says to walk circumspectly, he says. And what walking circumspectly means that you're looking around 360 degrees, you're looking around with intent and exactness, it says. And I don't know if you guys have ever been. If you had little kids, you know, when we used to have little kids and we took them into a theme park or a a professional baseball game when when there was so many people around, we were walking circumspectly. We were making sure that they wouldn't wouldn't go off someplace else where they wouldn't support or we would lose them, right? In fact, uh, my daughter's here and she has three kids and we were at the zoo, you know, a while back ago. And... (laughs) She tells me, my my wife took the other two kids to the restroom and my wife tells me, dad, take care of Diego, I'm going to go get some food. And we're right there by close to the food court. So she goes get some food and comes back and says, dad, where's Diego? I don't know, I said. And she goes, but dad, I told you to take care of Diego. And I said, but you didn't look me in the eye, I told her. You know, so... So all of a sudden she's looking Diego, Diego, Diego. And he was a few tables down, but I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. And that's the scanning part of a family. If you wanted to, and I can give you. You know, seriously, I can write a sitcom. About my, a sitcom about my brother. And some of you guys know it here. The stories because I've shared with you guys. But why does God want us to walk circumspectly? Why? Because he's a God of intent. God is always moving forward. You see, God, God's car only has one gear, and that's drive. It's moving us forward. God, is, God doesn't want us to retract. God doesn't want us to go back. God has a purpose and a plan for our lives, and he has a mission for us. And that mission is to win the lost. And we're part of it. The moment we come to Christ is the moment that we have a purpose in our lives. And, and he wants us to excel. He wants to take us from one level to another. Because we want to reach those people. And that's, uh, for me, that's my point number one, is to know your purpose. You, we need to know. We need, Everyone needs to know their purpose. And uh, and for two years before I came to Awaken, uh, you know, we, my wife and I got married. Uh, four months after we got married, we came to Christ. And, and we've always served the church. We've always been involved in different ministries and leading. and, and, and But uh, we decided to to change churches and, uh, and, mo- and go to one close to- closest to us here in-, in Chula Vista. And we, you know, we just drifted from there. We, we got to the church. We didn't, we didn't start serving. And it got- we got a little bit comfortable. You know how that happens. And, and we started to drift a little bit. To drift a little bit. It was just we would not we weren't checking 360 degrees. We were, we were going to church and receiving one thing. But you know what, what that happens? You become spiritually deformed because you're only doing one thing. You're not you're not whole. You're not complete. And and we started to drift. And, and the sad thing is that that for the men is that sometimes we, if we drift, we bring our families down and we need to be very careful. That's why God says, look around. Look 360 degrees to see what's around you, what, what's happening, how you're living. And, uh, and the sad thing for me was that during that time, I lost, I didn't have vision. I didn't have purpose. I didn't have, uh, I wasn't serving. I, I, you know, I was uncomfortable. Even for those two years, I, was, I felt very uncomfortable with my walk. And, but I was taking it easy. You know I, and one of the problems that I identified is that when you're in your comfort zone when you don't 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 answer the call to God, you have a lot of free time and in that free time, I lowered my guard and what I watched and in different areas of my life, I was careless and that 's what happens if you' are if you don't answer the call, you know you become careless and you get into this comfort zone that that affects you but one one of the saddest things uh for me was that you know we always have We always have opportunities to to speak to people, to plant the seed, to water the seed, or be the person that you can pray for somebody to come to Christ. So for two years is my biggest regret because we've always been people very outspoken and trying to to advance the kingdom. For those two years, so what happens is two years of regret that I can never get back. The opportunities that God had for me in those two years, I missed them. And I felt, and I read, and God has opportunities for you guys that He wants you to take because God is a God of intent. God is always moving us forward and advancing us and taking us from one level to another. Mm. And uh, or let me go like this, okay, okay. But and you know what? What God wants, you know, God always wants to move us forward. And, and we can see in the, in the Bible, if you see Abraham, God told Abraham, Abraham, if you choose this mission, like uh, Mission Impossible, <laughs> if you choose this mission, I want you to leave your tios and tias, leave them all there, and, and I want you to go to another land. I want you to know a no land. A land, but if you choose the mission, you're going to be known as the father of the nations. <laughs> the father of many. And your sons are going to be, gonna be like, the, the, like the stars. And Moses... Moses, you know, left Egypt. he killed a guy, and uh, he's probably punched harder than Mike Tyson or something. And and he runs away, and, and Moses gets into this comfort zone tending cattle. He was a herdsman for his father-in-law. Two big mistakes I don't know that I would never want to do is being in the sun all day and working for my father-in-law. <laughs> Absolutely not. That does not work. In Mexico, it doesn't work. I'll tell you. No. So... Moses, so what did God say? Moses, I want to take you out of retirement. You know, I have a plan for your life. I have, would you answer the call? Would you choose the mission? Would you commit? Would you go all in? And Moses said yes. And what did Moses do? What, what is the legacy of Moses? Moses, you know, he went with Pharaoh. He got to experiment and declare special effects with frogs and blood and all that. I mean, how awesome is that? And, and the cool thing about it, it sounds funny, but when you're in the zone, when you're, when you're being led by God, you're going to be experiencing some great victory, some great joy, some things that, that you're going to say, I love my life with God. I love to see what I'm, I can't believe where I'm at. I can't believe where I'm going. And you're going to experience that. And, and then when I was writing this, it, it was really cool because I got some revelation and, you know, I'm not an experienced pastor, <laughs> yeah and i was i was I was looking at david david was a was a shepherd, right, and David was a shepherd, and then God called him to to advance him, and he answered the call, and what happened he went to the battlefield from being a shepherd, he went from the battlefield from being in the battlefield, God took him to the palace, okay, and we were lost sheep, right. And when God saved us, he took us to the battlefield. We're in a battlefield right now for our lives and for our children. And, and our, we're taking ground and we're fighting because that's our Christian walk. Our Christian walk is a battle. And then, but we're doing it because we're going to end up at the palace in heaven. Because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And God has prepared a mansion for you and your family and everyone that accepts the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's... A, so, God wants to take us from an ordinary life to an extraordinary life, and I have a question for you: Do you know what your purpose is? Does all, do you guys know what your purpose is? I didn't discover mine until I was intentional about it. you know I remember I remember being in a, in, in, a, in a time in my life where I wanted to know what God's will for my life was and and I went to church service and I heard incredible messages, incredible messages, and that they spoke to me and everything but Nothing happened until I became intentional. Nothing happened until I said, you know what, I have to be intentional. And what does that look look like? My personal devotions. Immediately that's what I had to do. You know, you can hear 3,000 messages, but if you don't have personal devotions, and what I found out is that the word of God and and prayer are the most comfortable shoes you can wear on your Christian walk. They're the most comfortable because they take you. They take you. And immediately... You know, God called me, and God wanted to move me, God wanted to advance me, and I answered the call. And all of a sudden, I started to pray, I started to be in the word, and I started to hear from God. And I know God was leading us to do this, to participate in this ministry, to help uh, uh, the orphanage in Tijuana, and to get involved in different things, and we were hearing from God. And not only that, that as we read the word... And we came to church. Now the church to hear the pastor was a confirmation of the word that I was receiving to God. And they was giving me the, the seal of approval to do what God called me to do. And not be afraid and not fear. And, and that's what happened. And God was leading me and guiding me all the time. When I, when I made that change, when I decided to, to uh, go into personal devotions and, and then I decided to be around people of purpose. I, you know, I didn't have purpose at the time. And then all of a sudden you come to Awaken here, and uh, I was shaken by Awaken, and all of a sudden I start meeting people that have purpose here, and, and they're going somewhere. And they said, hey, if you want to come, we're going this way. They don't let you stay back. Hey, back, back. They don't let you stay back. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move forward. Let's, let's continue to, pro- you know, progress. Let's continue to grow. And Because God is like a ski lift. He wants to move you forward and up. God wants to take you forward and grow you. And, uh, and, that's, what he, you know, and that's what happened here. All of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm around people that I had no idea in my life that I always separated the secular from the spiritual. I had no idea that my business could be a tool, an incredible tool for the kingdom of God and be able to use it to fund the kingdom of God, to be able to reach, to be able to take ground. I had zero idea. I didn't know. They they, they never taught it. I I was never taught that. So all of a sudden, I'm coming here surrounded by incredible people that are are teaching me where to go and understanding the purpose. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing more from God. And and, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. In fact, you know, my alarm clock rings at 450. And if I snooze one time... If I snooze one time, I think, I don't want to miss out. And at the beginning, it might be hard. You're going to snooze a lot of days. But when you're in motion, when you're in motion with the Holy Spirit, when you're hearing God talk to you, our Father in heaven, that he can talk to me, I don't want to miss one moment. And it happens by baby steps. Taking one step at a time. Mm. And then... uh, Point, I want to go to point number two. It says discipline over regret, okay? And the best meaning about discipline, I read it and I love it and it's one of my favorites. Discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. And let, let me explain a little bit. Um, Tuesday morning, okay? Five, in the, five o'clock in the morning. What I want now is to stay in bed. No, I want to stay in bed, have my wife. Hey, hijo, here's your coffee. No. <laughs> That's what that sounds good. But what I want most is transformation. What I want most is to be a man that can lead the family. Is to be a man that can take ground. Is to be a man that can pray for others. That can sharpen each other. That can I go with my burdens and they pray for me and that I can be a blessing to God to pray for other people and take ground. And that's, that's what I desire most. And in fact, uh, one of the things that, that I want now, that, that I want most, is to, that God, in fact, let me go back a little bit. Pastor Mike preached a message a few weeks ago. I think it was the first message on, on prayer. And I have moments in my life, in my spiritual walk, where God has... Showing me, Rudy, I want to take you to another level. And then I'm there and I'm hearing and, and I'm listening and I'm, 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 I'm living a, a, an incredible life and because I'm hearing from God and, and he's leading in, e- in every single area. And then uh, Mike preaches this message a, a few weeks ago, Pastor Mike, and shares uh, uh, about prayer. And after when we were in the worship time at the end, I felt like God says, okay, I have another move for you. Wow. And, and, and in that move... God wants me to have breakthrough in one area, okay? And it's the area of fasting. Wow. Because uh, I made a, a, I looked it up in, on Rudypedia. Mexicans are the worst fasters <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Rice and beans were addicted. Uh, but, but um, I, wanted, I wanted breakthrough in the area of fasting, okay? And then I hear Pastor Ito preaching the other day, how Luis... The amazing uh, tithe test that he shared right now, he's an incredible person, uh, that Luis had challenged him to fast, right? And Ito says that they started to fast, and he started to fast with Luis and this and that. So I approached Luis, okay, and I told Luis, that's an area where I need breakthrough in my life. And I told him, I want, to have, I want to, you, to, for you and I to be accountable. I want you to hold me accountable on fasting. So that was about three weeks ago, right, Luis? Or two weeks ago? And then, uh, so we made an agreement. And then this Monday, this week, this Monday, past Monday, I texted him very early in the morning, and I said, "Luis, I'm starting today." And immediately, you know what he said? "I'm gonna be in agreement, and I'm gonna fast with you." He wasn't gonna fast. He wasn't gonna fast. But said, "I'm gonna be in agreement," and then. We sent texts and we started to encourage each other. You know, I tried to look at the computer, not the food that everybody else was bringing at the office. <laughs> and, you know, trying to stay away from the enemy. And, uh, and, and, but then I get a text about early in the afternoon, Luis, no, he's amazing, this guy. He sends me a text and says, hey, I really think we should do it for 48 hours. <laughs> Take it easy. I said, what's up? <laughs> So I said, let's do it. But, but the incredible thing, okay, the incredible thing is that when I started the fast and we finished the 24 hours, um, the strength that I felt, I can't describe it. You know, before I was struggling and that. But because somebody was in agreement and praying for me, I felt his prayers. And, he, and, and I felt like I could do it. I felt so strong. I felt so strong. And then Tuesday comes, yesterday. And I wake up and nothing, and I, I, you know I'm committed. I'm committed, and I felt I felt strong. And in the afternoon, I started to feel weak, and then the enemy tried to tempt me because my my wife uh, came and tried to give me a kiss and said, stay, "Stay behind me, woman." I said, "Don't, te- I don't want to fall into temptation." I said, "No." So, get out of the room. No, but but I was so strengthened. I was so strengthened and. I felt like, I got to tell you, Luis, you're amazing and you don't know what, what your obedience to God uh, has done for me. And I want to honor you for that. And... Uh... But I, I want you to do something right now. I want you to do something right I want you to look around the room. Look at the people that are here right now. We have a richness here. We have so much gold in here. Whatever unique breakthrough in, there's somebody here that already had it, and you identify the people that are ahead of you in one particular area, and 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 go talk to them because there's breakthrough for your life. I know tonight, I know tonight you're gonna have breakthrough. I know tonight you're gonna encounter God if you say yes and if you choose him. but you're gonna have the biggest breakthrough, that, and you going the breakthrough that you were believing you're gonna have it, and um, I needed the breakthrough in the business, in some things that I was going. And, and I contacted Stephen Caloui, Pastor Stephen Caloui, and he helped me. Okay. If you want breakthrough in dreaming big, if you're not dreaming right now and you want to dream big, talk to Marco and Natalie. They're one of the biggest dreamers that I've ever met. No. If you want to, if you lost your joy in your life. And you want breakthrough and you wanna walk in the joy of the Lord that the Bible says is the joy of the Lord is a strength, talk to Pastor Katie. She's one of the most joyful sorry Mike. So, so, so. if you wanna know, if you wanna know about the cosmos, talk to Pastor Mike. I'll leave it there. Numerology or something like that. Yeah, talk to Pastor Mike. No. But if you want wisdom, wisdom in your life. Pastor Jim and Kelly prophesying, talk to Jim and Kelly. If you want wisdom in your finances, you got Jim, you got Nick Salton here that can that can help you. Uh, if you're having trouble communicating with your kids, with your young kids, we got some of the most incredible people like Adriana and Lorena. So whatever it is, whatever it is that you need breakthrough, we got it here. And if you you think you can climb Mount Everest, we have Tony here because he can convince you. I don't know. We come in the morning here and he prays and we pray and I'm, I'm even yelling the, these screams that I never do and Pastor Mike never do. Whoa! That's not me. That's not me. But I'm doing things that I normally don't do. No. But the question that I want to share with you guys tonight is, what do you want most? what do you want most and and I really want you to really think about it and and, and take one second what do I want most right now in my life and what is it gonna take uh, do you want a great marriage no what are you gonna what's it gonna take you know do you want uh, we have marriage groups here we have marriage groups here that are gonna strengthen you and even even if you need to go to a marriage counselor and it costs you, it's worth it. And looking back, and I said, I should have done everything to save my marriage. I wish I had my family back. I, I, it's a sad story, but I was talking to one person uh, a while back. And he, was, he at that time, he was crying. This guy was crying, an older guy. It happens to us at this age. And, and he was crying. He's in his third marriage wishing he had his first wife back. That's what he told me. And I said, if you would just had a group like us, the gold that we have in here, if we would have just been able to go to a marriage group, if we would have just gone to therapy. So what is it going to take? It's going to cost us something. You know, it has to, we have to deny ourselves and pick up the cross and follow Christ. And, and it's going to cost us something. And maybe you need to take God seriously. Maybe you've been in and out like I was for that period. Maybe you're, right now you're spiritually deformed. Spiritually deformed. You've been touch and go. You haven't wanted to. You, you. you, In fact, you sit in the back seats because you don't want nobody to ask you to serve. Okay. And here you can sit in the back seat or you can hide in there, but we're gonna find you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But, but we're gonna find you because you. and, And and the reason that we're that we're so intentional, is because. What I can tell you from my life, the life that my wife and I are living right now, man, it's a miracle. It's something, the most beautiful thing that we're living. The life that we're living now, we can't believe it. We can't believe that God took us from here to here. And then he took us over here. And we look back and we cannot believe it. We are totally grateful and thankful to God that we're part of this community that has launched us to to be able to serve God and to be able to grow. And and when you grow, it, it hurts a little bit you know, to all of us. But maybe, maybe you need to get out of debt. And I wonder, what, do you, what is it gonna take? Do you have a budget? Are you doing something? Are you being intentional? Because some, so many people are slaves to debt. Are you living with your, within your means? And maybe some of you have an addiction. And what are you gonna do? What's it gonna take? We have awakened recovery. Start with recovery. Don't don't. We're not. There's things that we need other people around us to be able to overcome, and and we have an incredible program, and and, and I want to encourage you that if you you're addicted to pornography, you're addicted to drugs or anything like that, I want to encourage you to take a step of faith, because we're gonna have an opportunity. Because I know I know that tonight there's gonna be breakthrough. I know that tonight. You're gonna, you're gonna live different. And in, um, I'm gonna read a scripture. So in 1 Corinthians 9:24, it says, "Don't you realize that in the race, that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win." Can you guys say, "I'm gonna run to win," "I'm gonna run to win"? All athletes are disciplined in their training. They have to, in order to compete, in order to have the prize, in order to go uh, into the palace. We have to be disciplined. And they do it to win a prize, That the, these athletes doing it to win a prize that will fade away. But we're doing it for an eternal prize. So, so we know. We know where we're going. We know what we're doing. We know that we're building treasures in heaven. And, uh, and we want everyone to, to experience that. That's why we want you to connect. We want you to experience freedom. We want you to have breakthrough. And right now, where, you, where we're all at right now has been the sum total of the choices that we made in the past. Where you are right now is the, you're the sum total of choices we made in the past. But tonight, I want to tell you that we're going to have some ministry time. That if you come forward and come in agreement with one of the ministry leaders here, team, uh, there's going to be a shift. It's going to be the beginning. So tonight, tonight can be the greatest night of your life. Tonight can be the greatest night of your life. Tonight can be the, the night like it happened to us where it changed the trajectory of our lives. And that could be tonight. And if you're wrestling and there's some of you that the Holy Spirit right now is moving and touching and stirring in your heart and you've wrestled with things and it's been hard for you and you want to but you don't want to, God is saying, trust me. me. Come to me and trust me. I will give you victory. He doesn't want perfection up here. He wants people that are struggling to take him and launch him and bless him and encourage him and bring him freedom. And empower them to live a Christian life, because He gave us everything that we need to live a Christian life. He gave us everything that we need. He didn't just leave us alone and, and said, "I'm going to leave you. See how you guys figure this life out." He says, "I got victory for your life. I got everything mapped out for you." So, but the good news tonight is that God, God is going to really move tonight. The good news is that God is here. What I love about God is that. No matter how many times we fail, he's the God of the second, third, fourth chance. And what I've learned in my life is that, you know, we go from victory to victory to victory. And sometimes, you know, we, we take might take a step back but then we continue to move forward. And it doesn't stop us. We, we start getting forward momentum because we're around good people. We're serving in the church. Serving in the church is the greatest protection that you can have in your life. Serving the church, you are committed to be in the house of God so you can't miss out because you're going to leave the team. You're going to let them down. So you have to be a church. And sometimes we don't want to be a church because we're experiencing something. But we have to be here. And if you could see the protection, the covering of protection over your life. You could see angels around you saying, I'm with you. The Lord, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not going to leave you. So tonight you know that's what we're going to do we're going to we're going to make a commitment we're gonna, if there's some of you that want to answer the call if there's some of you that you know what you want most and you're not there tonight you're going to you you know it's going to be a moment to to experience lord so i'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward i don't want you anyone here to live a life of regret i don't want anybody to, to look back man i should have spent more time with my kids. I should have invested in my marriage. I should have gone to awaken recovery. I should have done this. I should have done that. You know, I should have asked for forgiveness to to my daughter or my son. You know, one of the I, I was reading an article one of the greatest regrets for elderly people is that the unforgiveness, unforgiveness, and I don't want anybody here to be with unforgiveness. You know, they they, they missed their, their communication with their kids for years, decades. That's the number one that was the number one regret that I read. And I want I wanna just close right now and I'm gonna pray. And I want you to just ask you that question, what do I want most? And let the Holy Spirit to you the Holy Spirit speak to you. And then we're gonna open it for ministry time and then we're gonna go into some worship. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are a God of second chance, Lord. Thank you that, Lord, your desire is for, for us to live an abundant life. A life of victory, Lord. A life of that, that overcomers, Lord. And I pray tonight, Lord, for the people that are here, Lord. I pray that, Holy Spirit, I pray that you move in a mighty way. And there's some people here that, uh, that they know what they have to do, Lord. And they just need to step out and, 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 and pray, Lord, and make an agreement, Lord. Tonight, we know that things are going to shift, Father. We thank you, Lord, that tonight things are going to shift. There's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be breakthrough in in different areas of people's lives. Where they thought that they could not have breakthrough, tonight's going to be a breakthrough. Tonight, Lord, you're changing the trajectory of their lives. Tonight will be a, a marker in their lives, Lord, because they decided to come forward. Because they decided to, to say, I'll answer the call, Lord. I'm going to do what it takes to achieve what I want most. And Lord, I thank you that when we do that, we're not alone. You have given us the Holy Spirit, our guide, our counselor. We're not alone in this world. Lord, you are with us wherever we go, 24-7. And I thank you, Lord, that we're surrounded by so many awesome people, Lord, that can help us through our journey, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to step up, to come, uh, stand up, and come forward. And we're going to open the altars. And I, I know that there's people here right now because I believe, you know, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that you've been you've been dealing, you've been you've been wanting, you've been wrestling. But right now, I want you to come forward and say no more to the enemy. Say no more to those to those burdens. Say, I'm not going to carry that, Lord. I'm going to give it to God.